0: serving teams, how are you guys doing? Uh, I miss you guys like crazy. Can't wait to get back together and start serving together. Uh, but one thing that we do uh, every year uh, that I'm really excited to, to be a part of this year virtually is our annual team conference. And this year's team conference theme is called No More Answers. And you're probably asking yourself the question, why no more answers? Well, it's actually found in the book of Luke chapter 17 uh, it says, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them. The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. What Jesus is saying here is, I am ultimately the answer. And, and I think it's so powerful for us today. If you're anything like me, you've got a lot of questions. you got a lot of questions about life. you got a lot of questions about Your next step or what you should do and and that's even biblical is to grow in our faith but at the end of the day as long as we're looking to Jesus as our ultimate answer uh, that is where hope is found so I hope you enjoy our first no more answers team conference breakout session with Pastor Charlie and Nicole Dawes and today they're gonna be talking about uh, what your gift is and how you can identify your gift uh, and how you can begin to use your gift. So uh, enjoy this breakout session with Pastor Charlie and Nicole. Pastor Charlie, Pastor Nicole, thank you guys so much for being uh, with us today on our first breakout session of the No More Answers Team Conference. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you. We're honored to be here.
2: Yeah, for sure. Love, love being with uh, with all of our family in in Orlando, and uh, always got a special place in our heart for uh, Celebration Orlando. So anytime we get a chance to. Uh, be with you guys virtually or in person. Uh, it's like Nicole's a huge honor. Uh, we love Pastor Keith and Megan so much. So anything we get to do to uh, contribute, what you guys got going on down there, we're always uh, we're always
0: down. Can you guys share like a little bit of the of the backstory of of how you got to DC, maybe, or you know how you came to Celebration Orlando? Just a little uh, uh, snippet of that. Sure. One. I, I think
2: the, the wild thing is like we we actually um, were a part of kind of the like the launch nights leading up to the launch of the church. Um, we were very much, um, you know, we were connected in Lakeland at Southeastern University. Um, Josh Turner and I had met, uh, you know, years previous before, you know, planning in Orlando was a thing. And uh, so when they were planting a church, um, I have family in Orlando, even when we were living in Lakeland. I was like, man, this would be a great church for them to be connected to. And so... We would kind of drive in, go to the go nights. Uh, we'd see some friends. We'd bring some people out from the, the university. We'd bring our family out. Originally, um,
1: originally, you were doing it more like missional, like, hey, I'm going to go help support so then my family and friends can go here, right? Yeah,
2: for sure. Like, honestly, we were doing that and, and had no thought that that was going to end up being um, our church. And so uh, we went on launch Sunday uh, when Celebration Orlando uh, launched, and we went there to support some friends, to be a part of it, to see it. Um, honestly, we felt in our hearts someday. Um, we might plan a church. And so it'd, it'd be cool to see what it looks like, you know, to plan a church. And so um, we went, and uh, there was something that kind of happened in in my heart as we were driving in. Um, I just felt like this was supposed to be the church that we went to. And um, it was a simple phrase that the Lord kind of dropped in my heart. Because, uh, again, we were driving from Lakeland, and everybody knows the I-4 traffic. It's it's no kind of joke. Um, and so our our commute was an hour and five minutes each way. Um, and so we did that every Sunday. Um, but I felt like the Lord just simply challenged me with this thought, like you drive further for less. Um, you have no problem driving to the beach. You have no problem driving for dinner or shopping or, um, to go to Disney or a water park. And, um, but why not, why not drive, um, for a church that, that can be exactly what your family needs exactly what we needed. Um, you know, so you guys know our story. We, we walked through a really difficult season uh, in our life, um, losing a child and, um didn't really know what we we wanted to do and we were kind of um just healing yeah we were broken we were healing and um you know we had people there that were friends to us and they were kind to us and they they helped put us back together and honestly being part of that church put us back together um being in a sunday service and seeing people come to faith worshiping with passion seeing people genuinely care for one another like it it was the thing that revived us being part of a local church um, helped put us back together when we were very, very broken and and so being kind of in the room be- begins the whole journey of like how we get um, you know to, to metro church to be part of of this. if we're not there, then we're actually not here and um, yeah, it's wild and as as you know the connection between you know Metro church and um, the celebration church, you know they're very much. Um, they've always been connected. We're connected probably even stronger now than we've ever been before. Um, you know, so when we found out about it, uh, my name got thrown in there, um, you know, when they needed a pastor, they were going through a, a transition and they needed, um, they needed pastors and uh, our names got tossed in uh, the mix. And, you know, we were pleased with our job at, South, at Southeastern, we really were. And, um, but the Lord, the Lord's timing uh, was different. And um, we knew it really quickly. Um, That this was God, we knew really quickly that God was moving, and uh, and so we did our best to just be obedient and follow. Um, And so again, it's a it's a it's a long story. That's that's the shortened version of it. Um, Being part of that church um, connected us in a profound way, um, so that we would be ready and and be in the right position um, for God to lead us to our future. And I think that's a word for anybody listening today: like being part of God's house, being part of a church. Um, absolutely not only transforms your life not only heals you but it actually sets you on a course and a trajectory um, for your life to be realized um, through the kingdom's purpose uh, and design for your heart and I don't know if you want to add something to that or are we good
1: I think you summed it up yeah I, yeah that's
0: good yeah that's really good to being a part of the local church and it kind of actually segues into what we're talking about today and we're and we're talking about you know gifts like what a lot of people. What's my gifting, and and what what has God given me, and and how do I use that? Not just within the church, but also you know in the marketplace and and throughout you know in my in my home. How do I utilize my gifts well in my home? And um, so I guess the first place to start is let's talk about uh, let's talk about y'all's gifting. And yes, I just said y'all. Um, let's talk about maybe some gifts that that God has given you guys. And, and uh, yeah. Pastor Nicole, let's start with you. What what are some giftings you think that, that God has placed on you?
1: Uh, teaching and hospitality, and and I think I know we'll probably talk more about this, but I don't think they were gifts that I necessarily uh, recognized mm-hmm. at first in myself. Like it's been it's been a process.
2: Yeah, uh, that's
1: good.
2: I agree with those. Oh, thank you. Yeah, agreed.
1: Co-signed. <laughs> sure. This one. This has got a bunch. I don't know. We, uh, we've got a lot to list for this. Yeah, you know, one. one and a
2: half um i think i think same question for me I, I think teaching is one uh for me i think that's probably one we have have together uh in common um i think leadership uh is, is a gifting that i would have um i think that's it yeah i'll go with those i'll go with two. will go with two. hey we're, we're two talents. talents we're two talents each
0: dude those are great gifts to have but they could also kind of be a little bit intimidating gifts to have as well you know
2: intimidating for who
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I
2: can't think. um what do you what do you mean by that Nate
0: I just mean if God if God places on me the gift of leadership if God places on right. me the gift of teaching uh that's intimidating for me because now I have to learn how to steward that correctly and not screw right. it up basically
2: yeah. And no, I see what you're saying. And I, I see how it could be perceived as a weight or it could be felt as a wind. And so for me, like, I've never thought like the gifts that God deposits into us, um, they're, they're not a weight on my shoulders, but they are a wind in my sails. Um, in, in the sense of that, yeah, there's a responsibility to it. I'm not, I'm not minimizing that, but I don't ever think that God would deposit giftings in us That he would, that he also will not enable us to to execute. I think the burden is when we don't, or we try to do it in our own ability. That to me is more of like skills. It it's my responsibility to develop skills. It's my it's my calling to steward my gifts. Yeah, that's good. And and, uh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say that I think sometimes maybe um, it's all in how you view the gift too, right? Like teaching and leadership, like, yes, you can view it in the sense of like our current role is for lead pastors. So maybe that sometimes sounds intimidating. Mm. But when I think of our gift, like for us, it didn't start there. You know what I mean? And so you That's mentioned good. even within the home, I look at my role with my children, like I'm teaching them. So I think sometimes it all depends on how you're, you're viewing how you're using your gifts. Sometimes mm. we, we take certain gifts and think that's only for like large crowds or large mm. masses or like big stage. And it's like, no, God's really using your gifts first within that smaller mm. circle. Um, so I think, I, I think that helped me specifically even recognize that I had some of those giftings. Cause if I viewed it in another way, I would have been for sure like, no, I'm out.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you said a lot there in terms of, if we're not careful, we'll think about our giftings and we go ahead and we stretch it out to the largest platform that that could be displayed on. And so I'm now feeling future pressure in a moment where I'm actually not, I haven't even developed it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, man, there's there's a lot to that because yeah, we always have these grandiose ideas of what leadership is, or what hospitality is, when it's when it actually should be thought of through the lens of like it, its simplicity like it, it's a over time, a lot of simple decisions and small decisions will create a much bigger wave.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and so it's it's what we it's what we do with those those things, those small moments. Like, you'd be terrible if you only if you only practice hospitality when a guest came over. Sure. You see, I mean, like that would be fraudulent. But like the way in which you serve, the way in which you care for, the way in which you make room—that's actually not a. It's not an exercise in entertainment for you.
1: Right. It's
2: actually like a posture of your heart.
1: Well, and I think that's something that like, it starts in your home. Mm. You know what I mean? Whoever that is, whoever's in your home, like your your gifts for for them.
2: Mm. It's good.
0: Yeah, and and kind of to the point of uh, what you said earlier about we we just begin to magnify these things on the largest scale, you know. And I think that just kind of goes. It kind of goes with our culture, our current culture, I guess. Of you know the 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 influencer and the IG famous all that kind of stuff. So that's a really good idea. Is like, Hey, my giftings can be, you know, walking my kids to school. Like, how can I, how can I teach them mm-hmm. in those settings and stuff? So that's really good. Um, yeah. how, how do you, how do you come to recognize those? You know, how do you come to recognize your giftings and, and what, what kind of things do you do to, or have you seen been, been able to point out the giftings in your life?
1: I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. This is where community helps, because I think sometimes you either think less of yourself or maybe think more of yourself. True. <laughs> and so, trusted people in your life can kind of help. You see?
2: Yeah. I, I, feel, like in the, in, I think I think this happens more and more. Like everybody's amazing, right? Have you have you seen this? Like everybody's the best. Everybody's awesome. And I was blessed. I just was raised with some parents that would tell me I wasn't Mm. like, they're like, no, you're not, you're actually okay. You're not the best at that. And, And, and it stings in the moment, right? It's uncomfortable. You don't want to hear that, but it actually helps like frame you towards the places that you might want to invest your energy on. Like it was a good idea for me to not put all my eggs in becoming like a professional golfer, basket. It's like that was a good idea. That was wisdom. That was wisdom for my parents to be like, "Hey, you know what? You're not that good. Um, you may, you may want to see about this whole following Jesus thing, and that that might be better." I because I, I think I think we we get we get mixed up, and you hear people say this all the time: like, "You got to follow your dreams. You have to do I I don't mean to be rude, but like, stop following your dreams and like follow God's kingdom and let your dreams be about God's kingdom. Um, Like that, that to me, if we're not careful, we'll take the gifts that God's given us and we get so focused on wanting to monetize them or we get so focused on wanting to um, do them for our own purpose and our own sake. We actually don't like the gospels for the sake of others. And so our gifts are for the sake of others. And so, like you said, a community is powerful. There are times where you get a good glimpse of yourself, but too often the glimpse that we have of ourselves is either overinflated, or like you were mentioning, or we we have all this negative um, speech and negative voice that's like in our life where we don't even think we have talents. Like I've met people and I've talked with them, like, oh, I don't, I don't have any giftings, and I'm like, that's crazy. Like I'm around you all the time, and I see these things in your life, and there's the beauty of of biblical community. Where you can look at somebody and go, like, I see, I see the activity of God in your life when you do this. Those are the points in my life where it became clear what are the, the giftings that I would have. I, I'll never forget, I got an email from a professor in college in my undergrad who I respected immensely. And one of our assignments was to, was to teach or or that sort of thing, gotta teach, you know, for a project. I'll never forget getting an email from him and him saying to me, Charlie, I believe that you have the gift of teaching. And that, that was all, that's all I needed to go. That's, I have the gift of teaching. And, and that was something that was life shifting for me. And I can go through a variety of moments where the voice of someone that was in community that I trusted, um, where they were able to say, Hey, like, I see this in you. And then it was up to me to um, consider it, weigh it out, you know, and then to determine, okay, how do I, how do I steward this? And then you also have to kind of put a, an order of your gift mix. Like everything that you're somewhat gifted at doesn't get to take top priority.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and, and I guess the, the, the balance or the hard thing to do is maybe someone pointing out a gifting in you. I think that's when your discernment comes in. Like, okay, are they just like my biggest fan or are they actually like saying, no, you actually have this gift. You know, how do you, how do you, I guess discern that the best? I think check the scoreboard. I, I think, do you have, do you have,
2: um, have you put points on the board in that area? Like, can you look back and like, do you have the receipts? Yes. I can look back. I, This has been a consistent basis. So I always tell people this in terms of like hiring staff and things like this. You always hear people talk about kind of like character, chemistry, competency. Like there's another one that I add that I think fits into what you're talking about, Nate, is consistency. Like do you have a track record of consistent performance in this area, positive? Like if it's a gift, it should be a positive like productivity. And so I want to see in my life, where have been the areas? Have I taught someone something and they learned it and did it benefit them? Like, it, it, have, have I led things that have been successful or do I think of myself as a leader? And, but when I look behind me, there's no one following you. So people that think that they're a leader, I simply want to say this to you. If you, if nobody's following you, you're not leading, you're just taking a walk. Wow. It
1: like It seems like then, Honesty is really the key. Like you need honest people in your life yes. that are following God, that are being honest with you, and then as well you taking an honest look. Like, okay, God revealed to me, is this true? Yes, is this the consistency great. in my life. That's great. On both fronts.
0: Yep, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. And and it's again, it's crucial I think to where we are as a society, where you know, alike doesn't necessarily mean like. Go all in on it, you know what I mean? Or a comment sure. like that was good. Like, okay, I'm going all. I'm going to be a. I'm going to be a recording artist because someone liked my TikTok. You know, so um, I don't even know what a TikTok is. I think it's something like that. But anyways, um, did you guys ever assume that you had a, like a particular gifting, and and maybe it it, it wasn't a gifting. It was just something like you kind of alluded to golf earlier.
2: Um, I mean, I'm gifted though, Nate. Respect me. <laughs>
0: Look, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I'm just trying to get out of the 90s, okay? I tried. Uh, how, how is that process for you of like, okay, maybe I thought this was God or maybe it was something that deep down I wanted and I kind of played the God card on it? Like, have you ever experienced mm-hmm. that at all? Ah, are you in German?
1: I was just going to say, I don't, I don't think I've assumed that I've had another gift, but I for sure have desired other gifts. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: But I think – I look
2: at people all the time and I'm like, man. I want that gift. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think when it K- kind Caleb,
2: I'm looking at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: For
2: real. And Lindsay. Just want to, to be Caleb right um, now. You know, all of us people.
1: Just going to do I, everything. Well, I was, it is kind of true. I've always wanted to be able to have the gift of
2: worship. Like that. I'll, I'll, I'll use that same, that same vein in terms of like a, as an example. So there was a time, I think in early in my ministry career, um, you know, honestly, before, before we came to, to, to celebration in Orlando, um, but in a, in a previous season in ministry, um, like I, I led worship. It was a thing. I enjoyed it. Um, it brings me great joy. Um, other people aren't terrified when I sing, so it's not an awful thing. So what I'll say is this, I think there is some gifting in that area, but it also became very, very clear to me that that is not the primary gift that I need to double down on. Um, that that's not the, the thing. That that I'm going to be known for that that the Lord's going to use me um, in it's not to say that I don't love it it's not to say that I don't even have some proficiency with it it is to say that that there is a certain saw that you may need to sharpen and you choose not to sharpen that saw we talked about that Mm -hmm. and we there was a time and there was a Mm -hmm. season where it was like hey I was doing this but there was another opportunity to then to do this thing here and it was going to sharpen the saw of teaching um, communicating, writing, like all of that sort of stuff. And we both kind of, as I like was talking with, you know, Nicole, she really helped me say like, no, I think, I think this is the time and the season. And then I was feeling that in my spirit too. So we doubled down on that. And, and so again, I think there's some of that, the honesty point to your, to your deal, having people and then being able to hear it and not. And I think sometimes we're too sensitive and we, we get wounded over honesty. Here, listen to me, if you have people in your life that are mean to you and, and what they say to you always hurts you, like then stop talking to them. But then they're
1: just mean. Yeah, then they're
2: just mean. But like your friends, like a prerequisite of a friend, and, and I consider I consider Pastor Keith. Pastor Keith is a dear friend. He will be honest with me. He'll be honest when I'm at my best. He'll be honest when I'm not quite on point. Like, you've gotta have that, or you're never gonna develop anything you're just you're just gonna be the same but you're gonna feel amazing i would rather be uncomfortable and grow than than be than be stagnant but not have to deal with that pain of oh an awkward or a difficult conversation like honesty in your relationships are required if the community is going to help you discover and develop your gifts i think too
1: like how we were mentioning before, like sometimes you might desire, you might esteem to a certain gift mm. is if you can have that honest conversation with yourself of, is this gift for me, or is this gift for others? Because mm. culturally speaking, gifts are for our own benefit, for our pleasure, for, mm. you know, it's it's a me, yep. sort of deal. When God bestows gifts on his children, it's for others. We're That's supposed right. to be using it That's for right. the benefit of the church, for his people, for his kingdom. So it's like, yeah, I would love to maybe sometimes have this gift that maybe uh, gets more attention. It's talked about more, mm. it's, you know, that kind of stuff. But it really comes back to that's a That's a me thing. That's mm. a selfish thing where it's, you have to look at, okay, what, God, what is God giving me? Because it can be used in the service and the benefit of others around me. I love that. And so that can maybe help you sometimes figure out like, is this a me thing or mm. is this
0: God's really giving me this? Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And, uh, and I think it, it kind of, it's, that's Christianity right there. You know what I mean? Like what, not necessarily what I can do with myself, but you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, using your right. gifts, that's Christianity one one So, okay. I feel like I discovered my gifts. Like I've talked to God about it. You know, how do I begin to, to walk that out and, and how do I begin to utilize that? Um, and discern uh, the times and places and all that and just develop it in, in a godly manner.
2: Yeah. I think you find, you have to find places to, to put it into practice. You have to, you have to do it. And so, so for me, there is a sense where um, I don't want to simply have knowledge about, about my gifts. I actually want to exercise my gifts. And, and, and when I look back, what, what has made me, I think a good leader, is being willing to help. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there's just a desire. I just want to help. So at the the end of the day, like um, when we were even talking about kind of coming up to to the church here in D.C., that was a phrase that we both used. We felt like we could help. Um, I think back to even, you know, when we were in Celebration Orlando, like I remember asking um, different people in leadership, how can we help? Like, how, how can how can I help? How can I help move the ball down the field? So it's looking for those spots to put those things in practice, but not dictating what that looks like. One of the worst things that can happen is for a person to not to not see the benefit of growing and maturing their gift over time. And they want to fast track it. And more often than not, let's be honest, people have probably had bad experiences where people have exploited and used them for their giftedness. So, again, I think some of this comes down to the you got to make sure you're a part of something that values you as an individual and you as a um, member of the family of God and not just what you can produce. Uh, And you're in that environment here. You wouldn't be in in a church like this if that wasn't the case. But then you have to there's got to be reciprocity in that. Right, you have to have a place that that appreciates and values you, and then you have got to be willing to just help. Um, how how can I help? And so for me, like I remember growing, you know, growing. What I felt was my teaching gift. It didn't happen when I was teaching college college classes. It happened when I was in a in my local church, and I was talking to two or three people, and just in the come in our conversation, I was refining that. And one of the greatest things that I think can happen is where we realize that those small moments that seem to be insignificant are incredible preparation. My best pastoring teaching leading doesn't happen on a platform. The oh, but here's the thing, what the majority of people see is the Instagram picture of me on a platform. Right? So in their mind, they're like, Oh, that's what it." it's just not. It's after the service, after the sermon, when I'm talking to, the family, the couple, um, the person in the, in the lobby, not the lobby. We haven't been to church in two months. I haven't been to lobby in two months. Um, online, <laughs> Insta video, text message. I don't know. Um, zoom call recorded. Like it, it's, it's those moments.
1: And, and I would say again, home deal. too, like I've seen you in our home. Teach me, mm-hmm. teach our kids, lead our family. Like yeah. there, there's something to be said of, it. It's that small group of people, you know, like you're yeah. saying, it's not for, it is for the masses, but don't jump to that.
2: Yeah. Faithful. And, I mean, the Bible says it right. Faithful yeah, and, little, and little, then you'll be faithful That's with interesting. much. Interesting. I, I, we, we want much right? like, like that. We start, but like, man, I want much. Cause we, we feel, cause I think this is a good thing. You can feel the potential that your gift has, mm. but don't get, don't get drunk on the potential that you actually don't put in the work to produce results. Yeah, that's really good. And so it is, the, it is the conversation. It's the how do I move things forward? How do I, this is a phrase that's in our culture, huge right now, thank you, Gary V, add value to people. Everybody's like saying that. What? How do I help? How do I help? Like that's, that's a huge, a huge deal. Mr. Rogers whole situation was on, just look for people that are helping, like, and then be one of those people. And I I think if you'll do that, your gifts will, your gifts will mature and they'll grow, they'll develop, they'll take on nuances that you didn't see that they had. I think people think through their giftings and they think job description. And I think that's incredibly limiting. You can't tell me I wasn't a pastor when I was at Southeastern. You can't tell me that sure, my title was professor, my title was like associate vice president, like, okay, those are my titles, but you can't tell me that the gifting, the shepherding heart, that, that pastor gift in me was not on display for the near decade that I was there. Absolutely not. And there's no way that without that season, you know, the past three years uh, up here in, in DC, it, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been matured up here. But in my mind, if I wouldn't have stewarded that season, if we wouldn't have stewarded that season. Then, then when we get up here for that moment where God says like, Hey, like I have need of it. I need you to, to do this. Then we're, we're not ready because we, we hadn't, we didn't value the seasons that weren't given a, a specific title. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, it, it definitely does. And, and two things that I kind of took away from that is making sure that we're that we're looking at the long haul, you know what I mean? Like we're not, it's not just what, how can tomorrow can I get a thousand followers on my new leadership podcast? You know what I mean? Like it's the long haul. It's, it's the quote unquote grind. And I think Pastor Nicole, like what you were talking about with the home is it's almost like it's, you're surrounding yourself obviously with your family and the people that are going to have a little bit more grace for you while you work that gifting out. And I think what you alluded to early, Pastor Charlie, was, you know, the church and the community and and that place being that place for you. So, you know, serving on Sundays isn't just about like the setup and teardown. It's starting to exercise your gifts so that on Monday morning, when you go into work, you kind of exercise that a little bit on Sundays. And now you can learn how to how to actually implement that on Monday's. I that's love that. Kind of, that's, that's kind of what I'm gathering from from that right is on. the community aspect of it. It's not a it's not just you, you know. Right on. Guys, uh that's kind of all the questions I had, but is there anything else, any other encouragement maybe that you that you want to add before we head out?
1: I don't think so. i'm just happy to see you.
0: I
2: always got something to say. <laughs> go was, for it, go gonna for it. I'll let you go first. Um I want to say this because there's probably some people that have, you know, maybe this desire is being awakened to them where they're like, man, I want to be in ministry. Like I want to, I want to do this, whatever, whatever this is. And, and I just want to say to you, there was a lot of years um, before I got to do the thing that I knew was in me from the time I was about 15 to 16 years old. There was a lot of years of development serving Um, grinding, hustling, multiple jobs just to create the opportunity to be able to serve at a local church. Um, And so I want to encourage you and simply say this, don't grow weary in well-doing because the reality of this is the kingdom of God that you are building and you are establishing in your city and your region isn't dependent upon you having a position on some staff somewhere. Because right now, you are doing that thing. You don't get to graduate right. into your giftedness. You're there. You're developing it. You're doing it right now. Some of the most prophetic moments I've ever had didn't happen at an altar, at a church. It didn't happen in a, in a context of a, of a. It happened in an office when I was working at a resort um, off near Disney. And, and I was able to, to minister to people just in my daily Activity. I think somewhere we've lost sight of the power that that we have as we're in the community. And so, again, I just want to encourage everybody that's on the team. Um, Some of you I know, some of you I haven't got a chance to meet, and I can't wait to be with you guys um, once all of these restrictions um, lift and and all that. But man, you're part of a great church and you got great leaders and you got great people around you. This is the exact moment and exact environment where your gifts can not only be realized but they can actually be released um, so that you can continue to do what God has called you to do. You don't have to wait for a moment or a ceremony or a degree or a certificate. You need to be faithful, and in your faithfulness, you'll be fruitful. Uh, And if you'll do that, then the gifts that God has given you will never feel like a burden. They will always feel like a blessing, and it'll feel like a wind behind you, pushing you uh, into the future
0: uh, that God has designed for you. Amen, girl. Yes. yes. That's so good. Hey, I like to tell people, hey, if you got the Holy Spirit, you, you know, you're good. You're on the right path. You know what That's
2: I mean? All, and hey, you said it. You said at the beginning, Nate, which is huge. And I think it's a great place to end. At the end of the day, your gifts, your calling, your you know, all of that is to point people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Point people to Jesus and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, thank you again so much. I know this is gonna be uh huge for our team and and i just really appreciate you guys coming on and doing this and i know you guys got a lot going on in dc so we'll let you get back to it but cool. orlando loves you guys and uh we pray for pray for you guys and uh we can't wait to see y'all soon cool we'll see you all soon cool you soon. Love you y'all. Love
1: y'all.
0: alright bye guys hey thanks so much for joining us uh for today's breakout session on your gifts Uh, and the giftings that God has given you. We're so thankful to Pastors Charlie and Nicole for for being with us. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week uh, as we hear from Pastors Jen and Tim Timberlake from our Jacksonville location on how do I live like Christ in 2020. No more Answer Team Conference. Make sure you check your inboxes next Friday. All right, guys.